What is up, everybody? Welcome to Ben's Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live to bring you the Fantasy Basketball Week 22 preview. It's playoff time, Noah. We gotta be down and dirty with it. We gotta get real serious with it. No, the Reddit is already even up before we're recording. Think about that. Had to do it for the people. I know. The people did ask last week, could we get this up early? So, you know, we tried tried to do y'all a favor. Hey, don't ever say con and I don't do anything nice for you guys. Yeah, I know a lot of you have been trying to say that, too. So stop it. <laughs> R- literally stop it right now. <laughs> no, I just... I'm. Like, since we did, like, something so nice for the listeners, they recently, I don't know if recently, but it was brought to our attention that we can see how many people see our posts. Last week's post had 30,000 people look at it. Like, wh- where are all the likes? Like, how does the Reddit algorithm work? Because, like, like, 65 upvotes in Fantasy Basketball subreddit. it's like, that's usually a top three post of the day. So, like, you know, I think we're absolutely ecstatic with that and uh, appreciate it a ton. But how do 30,000 people come across it and we get, like, 60 upvotes? I, I do, I'm not – I just – that, like, that feels like that doesn't add up. I don't know. My <laughs> tweets get seen, like, 300 times and I get two upvotes. So maybe, you know, maybe it's the same math. <laughs> it does but, make sense, Con, because the fantasy b-ball community does have 272,000 people yeah. that, like, actually clicked – the join button, um, probably even more with people who maybe yeah. look at it once a week, once a day, but don't actually subscribe to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, 30,000 views does kind of make sense. When I first saw Con, I was kind of shocked. I was like, no way 30,000 people see this thing that you and I write every yeah. Sunday, but they do. And guys, come on. Apparel. Give us an upvote. Apparel, please. We, we put in some work. We'd appreciate your upvote. I know it's costly to you, but it would mean something to us. Con and I aren't going to be able to pay the bills much longer, boys. Yeah. Guys, you understand, our karma goes directly to our landlord. Like, that's how we that's how we stay <laughs> renting. <laughs> Paying in Reddit karma? Dude, yeah. when you guys give those silver awards, me and Con get a free oh month of rent. God. Please. Yes. Oh, baby. Oh baby, that that's just the best. Oh, that free month of rent. Oh, for a fifty cent piece of internet sticker. Oh, give it to me, Noah. Give it to me. All right, Noah. Before we get into fantasy stuff, we have to shout out our one of our other favorite sports is back. F one, first weekend back of the new season. Pretty brazy, right? Kind of a banger race to start out, Colin. I cannot even lie. Charlotte Claire and the Ferrari looking like the actual top dog is... I'm very okay with that. I like Char. Ferrari hasn't done anything since 2007. It's been 15 years since they've won either the Constructor or the uh, Driver's title. So I'm okay with a Ferrari return here. So am I. Shao, Shao... Charles Leclerc, Shaw. easily my favorite racer, Con. Um, I am a oh, team really? Ferrari boy. Um, Charles Leclerc is my favorite racer in the Formula One. I was very happy for him today. Um, that was actually Ferrari's first win in 42 races, Colin. Yeah. 
since 2019, and it was it was Char again. Yeah, they just uh, just an just an absolutely awesome race, Colin. You can see that you know the Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari um, race is going to be there this year. The the Mercedes mm-hmm. honestly has looked kind of underwhelming so far, Colin. Yeah. I think uh, they for, they failed uh, out today. For non F1 listeners, you guys are going to hate this, but. F1 over the years, Mercedes has dominated it, basically. Yeah. Um, and the difference between there's there's 10 teams in the uh, F1 league, and the difference, you know, the top team just gets millions and millions of more dollars for finishing better than the other teams. And last year, Max Verstappen, Red Bull, they broke that cycle. Um, they stole the players' championship from Mercedes, really sending a message to Mercedes and the rest of F1 that, like, they're vulnerable. Like, Mercedes yeah. can be beaten um, for a long time, Colin. That, like, was not a true statement. Um, and we're in for a really good yeah. year of F1. Uh, if you guys want to hear me and Colin talk more F1, we would absolutely love to because it's it's an awesome sport, Colin. I, we so both fun. got into it over the um, quarantine, over the pandemic, yeah. uh, with Drive to Survive, just like mm-hmm. many other viewers that F1 has. And it is awesome. I, I would highly suggest getting into it because just following, you know, following a team, following the drivers, all the drivers are so unique, Colin, and very, yeah. like, all have their own personality. It, it's it's an awesome sport. And there's only 20 of them. So, like, you yeah. can learn who every single person is very easily. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I was never a big, like, car guy. I never really got into racing. But this was very easy to get into. And also, no, it's kind of it's it's kind of nice that it's like okay, we have one race every two or three weeks. You know, yes. you're just kind of like, oh, it's race weekend. All right, let me put this on for an hour and a half, and then you know, I'll pick it back up in three weeks and not miss anything. Yes, like that and part. Colin and I, yeah, <laughs> just like uh, fantasy Ooh, basketball. There's yes. also fantasy Formula One. This is Colin and I's first year of doing it, and. That honestly makes watching the races, Colin, a lot more fun, knowing that you just have some skin in the race. You know right. what I mean? I How did you do? I haven't actually looked. I know who I picked. I had Charles Leclerc as I had my Char too. double driver. Um, I believe I finished this week with 196 points. See, I had Char, and then I had um, Pierre Gasly, who did not finish the race, and then I had Red Bull as my team. <sighs> And they uh, they crashed at the end. Both their drivers Bad race. lost through laps. That honestly, this first race con with both Red Bull um, drivers not finishing that that that's gonna play a factor at the end of the year when Red Bull finishes second or third. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, no. This they lost what like twenty points in a matter of three laps. Yep. I mean, they can make it up, you know, but it's a lot. It's a lot tougher. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My boy Charles Leclerc. Uh, I'm in 7th out of 12. Hey, you take that, dude. Not last. Okay, two people didn't submit, though. So, 7th out of 10. You take that, not last. Ooh, what was Weef doing? All right. All right, let's, uh, let, let's get into some actual basketball talk because, you know, it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're we're here to tell you about basketball, even though the Reddit's already up. Noah, do you want to do a little recap of kind of some storylines this week, or do you just want to jump in right into the schedule? Uh, let's just get into the schedule, Colin, yeah, but I, I will just so say um, rest in peace to both of our points teams this week. 
Um, having a fantasy basketball podcast does not win you guys championships. I'll let you that know. I'll let you know that right now. <laughs> no, no, I. Uh... Yeah, it was kind of a tough one. Kind of a tough one. I not to complain too much, but you know, when John Morant only plays two games and you lose by fifteen points, and he was supposed to play all four, oh, just a tough one. Con, Con, will you just will you read me off your points, team? Since this can be the official RIP, because I loved my team this year, and I'm really sad I lost. Well, dude, I in the last two weeks have dropped five guys that I'd been rostering for, like, at least months because they all got injured. Like, I, so, as it stands, it's John Morant, Gary Trent Jr., Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Evan Mobley, Markel Fultz, Kevin Love, Jonas Valanciunas, Steven Adams, Jalen Smith, Bobby Portis, Karis LeVert, Dwight Powell, and then Jarrett Allen on the bench. But I had Miles Turner, Chris Paul, um... Oyan and somebody else that I just had to drop. I don't know. But makes sense now that I lost. Who is your team, Noah? Why don't you read us your team? Because I know you <sighs> liked it a good bit as well. My final team on the year, Con, Mr. Luka Doncic, finished as the fourth highest scoring point guard, averaged 52 points a game. I had Tyrese Maxey, picked him up off free agency, Colin. Free agency, I picked yeah. up Tyrese Maxey. Finished as the 15th best shooting guard. Um, Devin Vassell, Trenton Watford, those are my streamers for the week. Maybe, this next guy may be my best pick, on Jaron Jackson Jr. in the seventh round of our draft. Overall mm-hmm. pick number 75. Finished as the seventh best scoring power forward this season. I had a hunch on Jaron Jackson, Colin. I was right about it. Dude had, Dude's having an awesome season. Uh, if Jaw wasn't a lock for MIP, Jaron Jackson Jr. would certainly be in the conversation. Um, my next pick after that, Con, in the eighth round, Kevin Porter Jr. A bit of a disappointment, but he still did end up averaging 30 yeah. points this season, Con, in our league. I take that. Um, oh, for sure. Next guy, Mr. Jalen Brown. Missed a lot of games, but when he was playing, he was awesome. Um, I would draft Jalen Brown again. Bam Adebayo, Con, my third round pick. Um wasn't super hyped about this. Took him 27th overall. Um, missed a lot of time with that broken thumb. Uh, kind of screwed me over, Bam. And you screwed me over this week because you only had two games. So thank you, Bam. Uh, next, Mr. Terry Rozier, Con Finished as the ninth highest scoring shooting guard this year. Averaged 38 points in our league. Fifth round pick. Boom, bada, bing. Nice. Um, and then I had campaign. My second round pick, Con LaMelo Ball. Finished as the fifth highest scoring point guard. Right behind Luca with 44 average points. Uh, would take LaMelo Ball again. Love you, LaMelo Ball. One of my favorite players in the league. Um, next pick, Jeremy Grant. Very disappointing. Will not be drafting Jeremy Grant again. <laughs> yeah, well, could have told you and, that one. And my monster pickup of the season along with Tyrese Maxey. Mr. Tyler Hero. Averaged 32 points in our league. Con got him in the 10th round, 118th overall. Yeah, that one... Ooh, it's it's funny looking back because there were certain players that in the moment I was like, there's no way this goes wrong. And then there's certain players that you're like, wait, how how did I – like, why did I think so highly of him? Like, I remember all the mock drafts had Jonas Valanciunas going like 130. And obviously Zion being out for the year definitely helped him. But I was like, there's no way this guy deserves to go like 115. So I, I took him 80 
and he ended up being like a top 30 guy this year. And I was like, all right, well, that was easy. But then you have other picks, like, I'm trying, trying to think. I, you know, I kind of nailed all of my picks, so I don't have any oh. like, great examples. Yeah, that's why you're off. in the championship. Yeah. You know, but like even a guy like Julius Randle, who I took 17th, finished 17th in total points this year. You know, the Knicks clearly have not been fantastic at all, but, you know, you get guys like that. Uh, if I, I wish I had examples of bum picks I made, but I just didn't make any, Noah. I'm sorry. We really got double pieced out, Colin. What a terrible way to start the podcast. It, uh, you know, I, but we're also about to be double in the Cat League Championship hey, Finals. So. And everyone knows uh, Cat Leagues are much harder to win than Points yes, League. So. Yes, true. True, and they matter more because we put more money Colin, on that. Talking about that, I'm up seven two in our two week in the first week of our two week matchup. Mm-hmm. I did not play Russell Westbrook once this week, Colin. Just drop that man. Drop him. What are you waiting for? Don't play. Actually, don't play. Don't play Russell Westbrook, guys. He's literally almost not worth it. Not not. He is not worth it. <laughs> he's not worth it. No, in cat leagues, he's not worth it. Points leagues, he's actually like a decently valuable player. Cat league, no, no, no. No, no, no. Although, shout out Russ, because he did have a good week this week. And my man Russ has been getting way too much slander, and I don't appreciate that. All right. Let us get to the schedule analysis. Noah. It's a decently even schedule, but it's a little it's a little brazy. Because we actually have three teams playing two games this week. Luckily, there's not a ton of uh, superstars across these teams, but still, you're you're going to be messed up. So the Clippers, who I think that should not terribly impact anybody, play two games. Sacramento plays two games. So De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis holders. Really look out this week, especially because it's playoff time, and then the Spurs. So if you're a DeJounte Murray guy, you got to build, because obviously DeJounte has been carrying your team, mm-hmm. and he's the reason you're here right now. You're only getting two out of him. As somebody who only got two games out of John Morant when I was supposed to get four, it matters. It matters so much. Like, I just I can't stress how much this matters. You might be screwed. I don't know. But... But, but, but. Figure it out. So then teams with three games. Atlanta, Boston, Cleveland, Denver, Indy, the Lakers, Memphis, Milwaukee, Oklahoma, Orlando, Phoenix, Toronto. Three games. Everybody else playing four games. Roll with that. If you're one of those holders of the Clippers, Kings, and Spurs, look out. This is going to be a rough week. Figure it out beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yes, Bonus is actually getting an MRI on his knee, Colin. Um, oh, really? Not a great look for the Kings, who well, have a worse in. record compared to the Pacers after the trade. Well, it's a win-now move, so that would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, that's what an all-in win-now move is? No? Yep. <laughs> oh, Interesting. Yeah, no, it's uh, the Kings are terrible, so that's fine, though. We, we've been known that. We've been known that. Um, Noah, why don't you talk to me about game day volume really quick? It's pretty cordial this week, volume. actually. 
It is. Uh, pretty even week on a Monday. We're looking at 18 teams playing. Tuesday, 8. Wednesday, 22. Thursday, 10. Friday, 14. Saturday, 16. And Sunday, 14. Um, getting into the back-to-backs, which I actually think are the most important part of the schedule analysis, Colin. I did not follow my rules of paying attention to the back-to-backs. And that's why I'm not in the championship of the points league, Colin. So you guys are going to want to mm-hmm. listen up. Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, we got your Chicago Bulls. Patrick Williams what making his it? return tomorrow, Colin. Yes, man. How you feeling? So good. So good. The so band's getting good. back together. You're getting the boys healthy, Colin, right for a playoff run. You got to be it's, feeling good. That's how it works. You know, the Bulls have been sliding pretty hard uh, defensively. We cannot stop anybody. So it is uh, nice to know that one of our best defenders. Mr. Patrick might help with that. Yeah, he fucking better. Um, but I'm nervous um, about I, <laughs> Yes. Lot, lot I know that games. injury was bad, Con, but that actually did really help you guys find out who can actually be a part of this playoff rotation. Um, yeah, like so Io so. just came for, absolutely from the Raptors. Io is a guaranteed mm-hmm. rotation player for you. Uh, probably your seventh, eighth man off the bench. Javante yeah. Green can also play. Um, you guys are deeper than initially what I thought you were. Um, so that's a little shining light from the whole Patrick Williams thing. And Patrick Williams is awesome. Uh, yeah, like, he is. Dude is very much going to help this Bulls team get back on track. Caruso back. Just waiting on Lonzo, and you guys are, you know, just looking to build chemistry going into the playoffs. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Lonzo scares me a bit, though. So, all right. I dig yeah. that stuff. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're looking at Atlanta, Golden State, New York Knicks, and Orlando. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we're looking at Indiana, Memphis, Phoenix. Thursday, Friday, we're looking at Washington. Friday, Saturday, we're looking at Houston, Miami, Portland. Saturday, Sunday, we're looking at Brooklyn, New Orleans. And Sunday, Monday, we're looking at Boston, Charlotte, Golden State, New York. So New York and Golden State with two back-to-backs this week, Colin. One on Tuesday, Wednesday, one on Sunday, Monday. Um, going into the low-volume game days, we got Tuesday with four games and Thursday with five games. Uh, teams who play in these low-volume game days, Colin, we're looking at your Chicago Bulls. going to be a good team to stream this week. A lot of people mm-hmm. are going to be looking to get a hold of, you know, Io or Caruso. Um, they play four games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Denver Nuggets play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Milwaukee Bucks play three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And that's your schedule. I I take that all day, you know. Like, it's a good schedule. Every and single day. I enjoy that you were able to talk to me about the Chicago Bulls because I like them. I like him a lot, so, you know. I would hope so. Um, no, should we, uh, should we get into the dudes that we're writing about this week? I guess we should. I guess, okay, fine. Noah, you, uh, you wrote about a guy this week that we've talked about on the podcast here before. <sighs> I had What's, to. Viewers what? aren't the our listeners honestly might think we're like trolling them at this point. Just how much we talk about this guy. But I mean, come on, like how dude's balling not? out since getting traded. Um, and we're looking at streamers this week, Colin. You're looking at guys to pick up for a very short period of time. And mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley the third should be on that list, Colin. Fifty nine percent roster on Yahoo, fifty six percent roster on ESPN. Bagley has played 11 games so far, Colin, for the Pistons since being traded. Over that time, he's averaging 14.6 points on 54.2 field goal percentage, while also contributing 7.5 rebounds and 
0.8 steals a game. Um, he's gotten a double-double in three out of his last four games, and he's also playing alongside Isaiah Stewart, which is a good look for Marvin Bagley's future, um, knowing that he can also play on the floor with Isaiah Stewart and that they don't have to play one of them at a time. Uh, Bagley did leave Saturday's game early. He tweaked his ankle con, but he is healthy. He's going to play. He's not going to miss any games this week, I hope. And he's honestly looked, Colin, I think as good, if not better, than any stretch I saw him play in Sacramento during this 11-game stretch. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats kind of back it up. He's had two 20-point double-doubles in the last 10 days. That That's just, he really, I don't think he had a single 20-point double-double all year prior to this with the Kings. <laughs> Maybe early on last year he was putting up these kind of numbers when him and Rashawn Holmes were yamming with each other, but you know he uh, he's picked it up. There's significant increases in pretty much all of his scoring metrics and efficiencies uh, since he's come to Detroit, which is fantastic. Yeah, I we're rooting for you, Marvin. Bench chatter might be your biggest supporters you got, Marvin. Marvin, I love you. Come on the podcast. Marry him? Maybe. You know what's kind of sad, though, is Marvin has gone down in points per game every single year since his rookie year. Oof, duh. I know. He's looking to rewrite the narrative, Con. New location, Motor City. I think Marvin Bagley is in for a very good year next year if the Pistons decide to bring him back. Um... Next man, Colin, next dude we're writing about this week. Next fella. A man that we actually wrote about quite a while ago earlier in this season, mm-hmm. Colin. I believe we said that, you know, he was carving out a role for himself and that you would you should watch this guy, see how he develops over the season, Colin. And developed he has. Uh, best yes. name in the NBA, that is Mr. Bones Highland of, actually, of the Denver Nuggets. Fun fact, uh, I don't know if you've played your Pirtle yet today, No, You have 15 minutes left before it expires to tomorrow's, but Bones was today's Pirtle. I like that. Do you play Pirtle? I, yeah, I guess Kevin Herter every day, waiting for the day of Kevin Herter. <laughs> Ren told me today that he guesses Bojan every single day, so that the day that it's Bojan, he gets it on one guess. <laughs> the Pirtle's very fun. Uh, for any of you fans out there, it is a wordle version of the nba um go ahead and play it it's an awesome game i play it every day uh but yes mr bones highland con 34 34 rush on yahoo four percent rush on espn um has worked a pretty has worked his way into a pretty significant role with this nuggets team con he's become a pretty mm-hmm. key part of nuggets second unit uh bones has scored double digit points in all but one of his last nine games over those nine games con he is averaging 14.1 points 4.3 assists 3.2 rebounds and 1.2 steals in 22 minutes per night. Um, over his last four, his usage has jumped to 24% and right around 27 minutes a game. And in those last four, he's hit double-digit shot attempts in all four games. And he's scored at least 17 points in each of those four games. Um, he has cemented into this Nuggets rotation, con, and he just provides um, just a sense of actual shot-making ability, like shot creation and shot-making that, you know, Monty Morris and Facundo mm-hmm. Campazzo really don't bring. Uh, while Bowens Highland might not be the playmaker that they are, he is a better shot creator, and he's better at getting his own shot than Monty Morris and Facundo Campazzo. So I can actually see Bones playing a lot for the Nuggets rotation. And before you leave a comment, 
Jamal Murray is back with the G League team, Colin, but he is probably still a whiles away um, from coming back. Like, I'd, I'd say two weeks before he's even done with the G League team, and he's not going to have any real fantasy um, value for this season. Um, so I like Bones a lot here, Colin, and kind of a steal for the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, and actually, as of three hours ago, the Nuggets beat writer tells us that uh, – after the Denver Nuggets assigned Jamal Murray to the Grand Rapid Gold to get him some practice, there were high hopes. Unfortunately, uh, as Coach Mike Malone suggested, this is not the case. Speaking with reporters, he said Murray is not close to playing in games this season. So, yeah, don't expect Bums to dip in value, especially during the fantasy season. I would think it's very safe to assume that if Jamal Murray comes back and plays a game, the very first game he plays will be game one of the Western Conference first round. Yeah. Um, Yeah, go get Bones. I like Bones a lot this week. I honestly wish I kind of knew earlier that he was playing this well. Um, Next guy, Colin, a guy I was pretty high on going into this uh, year's draft, this past year's draft, Mr. Corey Kispert. 9% 9% roster on Yahoo Colin, 1% roster on ESPN right now. Um, Wizards took him with their first round pick on. I was a big fan. Corey Kispert, I figured, could be a pretty, could carve a nice role out for him in this Wizards team as one of their backup guards. And he spent much of the first half of the season, Colin, you know, just trying to find his way into that Washington lineup. Um, they kind of already had their backcourt established in Dinwiddie, Beal, and Raul Neto, but. Those things fall apart like they do. Then when he gets traded, Beal goes down for the rest of the season with a wrist injury. And Corey Kispert, you know, bides his time, finds his way into this Washington team, and he's playing a lot. Um, I was pretty shocked to hear this call, and I can't say I'm watching many Wizards games, but I'm watching I was none. very surprised to hear that Corey Kispert has started 17 straight games for the Zards. And over his last 10 games, he's averaging 12 points, 3 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and 2.5 three-pointers made a game. Um, he's not a must-have, but if you're in a deeper league, which many of our listeners claim to be, Colin, when we post yeah. these waiver wire pickups and they go, hey, I'm in a 24-team league. Every one of these guys is picked hey, up. Corey Kiss for 9% roster on Yahoo. <laughs> I have bench guys you've never heard of in my starting <laughs> five. Um, yeah, Corey Kispert. Uh, I... He's 12 points, three rebounds, one and a half assists, 2.5 three-pointers made, Con, That's kind of what I would think Corey Kisper would have averaged if you would have asked me before this season, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the threes that really give me hope that he's going to have a significant NBA role, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like looking at his basketball reference, it looks like in his last... 13 games or so, he's putting up five and a half threes a game and clipping them at a 43% rate. I mean, you know, shoot or shoot, percentages do go up and down, but if you can clip like that over an extended period of time, I think you've got yourself a place in this mm-hmm. league. And he, he was a 50-40-90 guy in college, Colin, so the, you know, the... The stats are the stats are there for him. Like they they play into his favor that he actually yeah. can clip threes at that high of a percentage. No, I believe it. I believe it, especially if you're clipping that in college. I I don't know why it seems to be easier to have a better shooting percentage in 
the NBA than it does college, probably just because they're better, and that's it. That's the only reason. You just once you get to the NBA, you no, know, you just automatically become better than you hey, were playing around better people. Yeah, that, and I think the spacing has a lot to do with it too. Um, Zero spacing on college. So annoying. Also watching Indiana. Oh my god, you just never expected just... three to go in. Mm. Brain dead. Shout out to Indiana though this season. We had a good season. I'm ha- hey, we, yeah. we have to be happy with it. Yeah. St. Mary's absolutely domed us, mauled us, just destroyed us on the court. And then I turned around through 50 bucks on St. Mary's the next day because they were plus money. I was like, well, if they could beat Indiana like that, they must be great. <laughs> Turns out Indiana's just some dusty boys. Down bad. Down real bad. All right, now tell us about Emmanuel quickly. Last dude we're writing about this week, Mr. Emmanuel Quickly, 37% roster on Yahoo, 7% roster on ESPN currently. Um, Quickly was interesting, Con. He wasn't playing, had a great rookie season last year. Um, mm-hmm. Was looking like a steal for the Knicks in that draft. Started this season off pretty shaky. Um, wasn't really a must-roster kind of guy. Honestly, still isn't. But ever since the Knicks shut down Kemba, uh, Derrick Rose went out with a knee injury that he's still recovering from, so I'm not really scared that Derrick Rose is going to come back and steal mm-hmm. much of Quickly's minutes, especially because the Knicks have nothing to play for, Colin. Yeah. Um, very disappointing season for the Knicks, but Mr. Quickly um, is looking, he's he stepped back into that role that he was excelling in last season, Colin, is coming off the bench, being that scoring burst, uh, being that backup point guard for the Knicks. And ever since Kemba got shut down, Quickly over that time is averaging 14 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 3.2 assists per game. Um, Just kind of figured that should be put into the air con because those are pretty decent stats to be getting from a fringe end-of-lineup guy. Yeah, I I sure would say so. Yeah, see, you just got to harvest the down-bad teams right now and figure out who's getting a ton of minutes that shouldn't be. That, uh... Mm -hmm. That's where I'd go with that. And Emmanuel Quickly seems to be a big benefactor of that. Yeah, dude, the Knicks are so stupid. Quickly should be having this much time always. Always. Mm-hmm. Just, god damn it. Fire Tom Thibodeau? Probably. There's just no reason to keep a guy like that on a young team. It worked. It was cool when they made it to the playoffs last year and got Knicks excited again, but... You have pieces. Actually use them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that rounds out the dudes that we're writing about this week. But we've got some waiver wire pickups for you. Noah, do you have stuff you want to say about some of these guys? Or do you just want me to rattle through it? Do you want to buzz? How are you feeling about it? Just rattle through the whole list, Colin. I got a little ending segment to end us on. Whee! Just a little rant. New ending segment. All right, let's bang with it. All right, this week we got Alec Caruso. <laughs> you spelled Alec instead of Alex. It's stupid. Get out of here, dude. Io, Kobe, Patrick Williams, Javante Green, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, I've not been thrilled with his performance for the Bulls so far, but I digress. DeMarcus Cousins, Jeff Green, Fernando Campazzo. Facundo. Facundo Campazzo, sorry. 
uh, Michael Green, Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, George Hill, Serge Ibaka, Patrick Beverly, Trey Mann, Brandon Williams, Drew Eubanks, Trenton Watford, Bruce Brown, Darius Basley, Mason Plumley, Precious Achua, Gary Payton II, a.k.a. The Mitten, Alexei Pukachevsky, Davion Mitchell, Corey Joseph, Austin Reeves, Isaac Okoro, Tori Craig, Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, and Jackson Hayes. Round out, dudes, we are writing about this week. We should get like a like a button thing like they do on radio shows. A soundboard? Yes, yeah, sound oh yeah. Boing. Yeah, that would that could be funny. <laughs> we should hire like one of those in arena DJs. Yes. With our, we'll pay him in Reddit Karma. Oh, I love Reddit Karma. That's the perfect currency. Yeah, actually, everybody's <laughs> been talking about Reddit Karma as like a way to mitigate the Russian economy. <laughs> invest like it never goes down. The value does not go down. So invest in Reddit Karma. All right, Noah. Tell me about this new segment that you want to end on. They're not it's new. Not really, in, but it's not really a new segment, Con. I just needed to talk about Mr. Chet Holmgren. Yesterday, yeah. the Gonzaga Bulldogs, they beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a very close game, Con, very good game, Drew Timmy, mm-hmm. um, just absolutely went off in the second half against uh, Memphis, won them the game, awesome game to watch, but Chet Holmgren had a pretty meh game, Con, I predicted yeah. that he was going to have a good March Madness run, really hasn't lived up to it yet, but um, there was a lot of Chet Holmgren slander going on, Con, and I... I uh, I just want to, like, you know, he's going to be coming in next year. He's going to be one of the most um, interesting prospects we have seen in a very good while, Con. Um, and he went up against Jalen Duren for a lot of last night, um, center for the Memphis uh, Tigers. Uh, Jalen Duren, also going to be a top 10 pick in this upcoming draft, at least a lottery pick. He's, mm. an, he's a manimal, Con. He is, uh, Jalen Duren is a grown man playing in college. Um, was kind of giving Chet the work. Like, Chet was, Chet had no no answer to Jalen Duran posting him up. Uh, Jalen Duran was just overwhelming him, overwhelming him with his physicality. And yeah. people, people were quick to say, like, you know, Chet's going to go through this every night. Um, how is Chet going to buy, how is Chet going to be able to play post defense with these, uh, with his frame that he's at right now? And Chet is 7-1 con, very skinny, um, Mm-hmm. Very, very skinny. Reminds me of how Giannis was when he came into the league. Yeah. Just a very lanky-looking boy. But I just got to say, Con, for all the fucking people out there, Chet Holmgren is never going to be in that situation in the NBA. Um, no team is viably running Chet Holmgren out there at, at their five with when when another traditional center is on the team for the other is on the court for the other team. No. Um, Chet Holmgren is a four. He's going to play four in the NBA. He's going to be paired up with another traditional center that can bang, handle people down low, rebound. Um, Chet Holmgren, Con, like we were talking about earlier, is going to excel in the NBA because the spacing in the NBA is just 10 times better than it is in college. Mm -hmm. In college, there's no room on the court. Um, Chet Holmgren needs space. Um, Chet Holmgren's going to be a monster in the NBA, Con. We're going to have a much longer discussion about Chet Holmgren and many of the upcoming draft prospects soon, but I just had to get that out there because Chet Holmgren is not a five. Um, 
he's not going to be put into those types of situation in the NBA. He is in college because he is a five in college. He's not a five in the NBA. Just let that be known, people. Um, Chet Holmgren is going to be awesome, Colin. He's going to be a monster in the NBA. I, I really do believe that. I believe it too. I believe it too. You know, the idea that he's a four and out of five in the NBA, I think it's very important to hammer home. Um, can't say I've watched so much Chet Holmgren. You know, I've watched these tourney games, and, you know, I kind of watch highlight tapes. You know, I, I focus a lot on Big Ten basketball. No, that's that's kind of my thing as far as college basketball goes. The man's so talented, though. He's so talented. I just... I think that he's got the, an arsenal unlike we've ever seen. Because even KD was more developed than this. Because I've seen that kind of comparison mm-hmm. of like, oh, KD mm-hmm. was this skinny. Like, KD is probably, out of college, the most hyped-up number two pick ever. Because mm-hmm. Greg Oden had, like... I can't say LeBron levels of hype, but in recent years, like Zion Williamson, but more hype. Greg Oden, that Ohio State team, Con, I know a lot of people like to say John Calipari started the one and done, but that Greg Oden, Mike Conley class, they both went one and done at Ohio State. Like, Greg Oden kind of started the whole one and done thing. Yeah. That's how good he was. So, I mean. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, but but my point about Kevin Durant, KD was skinny, yeah, but he was a fantastic prospect. I don't think anybody ever questioned if he would work in the league. I think it was mm-hmm. how quickly is this guy going to be an all-star. And mm-hmm. it turned out it was really quickly, like by year two. Chet, it might yeah. take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the potential isn't there. And maybe it's not mm-hmm. KD potential. Maybe it's not KD because KD is like a top 10 player of all time in my book. So, you know, if you can get anywhere close to that, I, I think you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see Chet on more of a developmental timeline con of a Giannis where Giannis spends, what, the first three, four years of his career in the NBA con strictly just buffing up his frame so he could go into the paint so he could handle the you know the hits that he's taking now and he just brushes off if that's chet's biggest piece of development con in his game is bulking up getting more muscular putting on more weight that's the hardest thing any team that drafts him will have to do because i imagine chet's his whole life has been told to put on weight and when you're that tall con the amount of calories that you have to eat to actually gain weight and put on muscle is probably a ton um but i think I think I think Chet's going to do it, and I think Chet is going to be a generational talent. Honestly, um, he's not the first; he's not the bona fide first pick on because it just depends what team gets the first pick in this draft. Because like, I don't think a team like the Magic are taking Chet over Jabari Smith because the Magic mm-hmm. with Jabari Smith are a potential playing team next season. Um, but if we see the Thunder, if we see the Rockets, if we see the Pacers with that potential first pick. I would not be surprised if any of those teams go Chet Holmgren. Um, just just watch watch his YouTube highlights if you haven't watched much college basketball, and tell me you're not tantalized by the thought of this guy. <laughs> I'm tantalized. Would you say that you're tantalized? You see me sneak in the 
uh, manifesting Pacers get the first pick. I honestly, you slipped that one right by me. I didn't. I wouldn't have said anything. I just was kind of like, yeah, they're awful. They could do it. <laughs> Sorry, Thank man. Is that hey. is it worse to know that like that didn't even phase me? No, because I've really been awful. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, at least you're aware. Yeah. What are you have the fifth best odds right now? I'm looking forward to the draft con. Uh, it's fun. My two, the two scenarios I've worked out in my mind con are we're getting the fourth pick, and either Jay Nivey or Paulo will be there. Fine with either of those lads. We get the fifth mm-hmm. pick on. We're taking Keegan Murray. Also fine with that lad. Yeah. He's a kid on Iowa. R.I.P. Rest to in peace. Homes. Alrighty, Noah. Anything else you would like to add before we wrap this bad boy up? I don't think so, Colin. That's week 22 fantasy preview for you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the common men's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at bench underscore chatter. Leave us a like, leave us a rating, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Thursday. That works. Peace. Peace.